Located at the top of Wisconsin, Bayfield County is considered by many of the locals to be the wild side of the dairy state. This is a place of majestic beauty with national treasures that include the Apostle Islands, the natural wonders of its sea caves, and rugged sandstone cliffs that frame the clear waters of Lake Superior. This is Bayfield County Wild. Hello, everyone, and welcome. I'm Nancy Christopher. And I'm Mary Motif, Director of Bayfield County Tourism. It's October, and that means it's time for one of our favorite fall activities, corn mazes. Yes, I love them. Corn mazes have been around a long time, but they're becoming increasingly popular here in Wisconsin, where there are lots of cornfields and pumpkin farms. So, Mary, tell us about the corn mazes in Bayfield County. Sure, there are two amazing corn mazes in Bayfield County. One of them is called the Ulu Corn Maze, and it's up in the northwestern part of Bayfield County, north of Iron River. And that has been around for quite a long time, and they they do a different corn maze every year, a different design. And I have been to that one, and it is really awesome. And it has little stations, you know, where you have to stamp your card when you find the stations throughout the corn maze. And I, I don't know, do, do all corn mazes do that? And probably. I don't think so. I've been to a lot of corn mazes. I never had to mark anything off. So, yeah, that's different. So it is. It's kind of neat because it gives you, you know, a goal. And if you're competitive like I am, uh, you know, you're, <laughs> you're racing with the people around you to see who can end fastest. So this one in particular, you, you, I know you arrive and then they take you on a hay wagon out to the corn maze because it's a little ways out in the field. And then you, they have a bonfire set up out there. And so, you know, if you end and the, the hay wagon hasn't come back for you yet, you just hang out for a little bit waiting for it. But it doesn't really take too long because they just kind of keep going. And then at the end, when you have, you know, your, your card punched with the stations that you found, you actually get a little prize at the end and then they have like hot cocoa and hot cider and it's really an awesome, awesome experience. And yeah, it, it, it sounds like a great time for families, you know? And it's so gorgeous, you know, out in the middle of the cornfield, but there's trees all around you because there's forest, of course, throughout all of Bayfield County, even around our ag areas. And um, it's just gorgeous, especially at this time of the year. And then the other one is at White River Ag and that's down in Mason, which is more like in the central part of the county. And that one's relatively new. That one's only been going for a couple of years, but that one actually has lots of additional activities other than just the corn maze. And so they have like a hay pyramid for kids to climb on, and you definitely would want to go to both of them if you can. Are there any haunted ones? Oh, yes. Um, the Ulu corn maze on the last weekend, so it's the weekend right before Halloween, and I think it's on the Friday night they do a haunted corn maze where they have people dressed up popping out at you and all sorts of other scary things happen while you're out there. So if you enjoy that kind of thing, that is the time to go. Well, you know, I was at a corn maze once and this guy out of nowhere turns on his chainsaw and he's running after us. Oh my gosh. <laughs> my daughter was so scared. She pushes me into the corn maze and I just <laughs> fall completely, you know, into the, into the cornfield. I, I was laughing so hard. Oh, my gosh. And those are such great memories, even though they're scary. And <laughs> Yeah, it was scary. I, I got to tell you, a chainsaw coming at you when yeah. it's completely dark, it's pretty scary. Right, right. <laughs> but people so. love the haunted corn maze. And so, yeah, I would highly recommend it. Do you have any tips for people on what they should bring to a corn maze? 
so I guess don't bring a lot, but do dress for the weather for sure. So like check the forecast and you want to be dressed for the weather and maybe layer so that if you get warm, you can always take off a layer. And a tip that I have especially is to call ahead and see if it's been extremely wet because one time we went and it was pretty muddy. And so you just, the two words I have to share are appropriate footwear. Just <laughs> <laughs> appropriate attire, appropriate footwear. Yeah. So just, yeah, just make sure that you're prepared to enjoy yourself no matter what the weather is, because it can be fun in all kinds of weather as long as you're dressed appropriately. So Mary, where can people go to learn more about the corn mazes in Bayfield County? Sure. We've got some information on our Facebook page and on our website. And then each of the corn mazes has their own Facebook page. And they should be open pretty much every weekend throughout October. And like I said, that last weekend in October is when the, the haunted corn maze happens at the Ulu corn maze. All right. Well, thanks so much, Mary. That sounds like so much fun. Corn mazes are such a great tradition in our state. And you know, speaking of traditions, in our next segment, I hear you are heading out to the middle of nowhere to meet the owner of a Northwoods attraction that has become famous for its design and its tasty, eclectic menu. So stay with us. Did you know that there are 150 different lodging options in Bayfield County? Find one that's right for you using the interactive map at TravelBayfieldCounty.com. With tabs for play, eat, and stay, you can easily find the information you're looking for. View the items as a list or on a map. Each listing has a photo, a brief description, and a link to the website or Facebook page. Formatted for use on a phone or computer, this helpful tool will make it easy to find all sorts of ideas to make your adventure in Bayfield County great. Just click on the button for the interactive map at TravelBayfieldCounty.com and start planning your adventure today. Number nine, the billy is super simple. That one's just coffee, two eggs, and toast. And number 9.5, teas veggie bowl is a bed of white rice topped with Asiago cheese, sautéed cook's choice mixed vegetables, black pepper jalapeno sauce, a couple of eggs, and a side of toast. That's it for the breakfast menu, guys. We also serve sandwiches all day. I'm happy to talk about those if you'd like to hear about them. I'll give you a moment to talk it over, and then I'll come back to answer questions and take your order, okay? So welcome back. Located just 12 miles south of Iron River in the middle of the Shawamigan Nicolay National Forest is a perfectly restored 1940s Silk City Diner from upstate New York called the Delta Diner. Opened in 2003, the Delta Diner has become much more than a popular eatery for locals and visitors alike. It's a destination in and of itself that attracts people to Bayfield County. Here to tell us about it is owner Todd Booker. Hi, Todd. Hello, Mary. The story of how the diner came to be is really great. How did you and your wife, Nina, end up here, and how did everything come together? Well, we had actually lived here for about eight years before we started the diner. And uh, we, we saw the spot. Uh, I traveled down here quite a bit to Delta because of the fishing on the White River and the grouse hunting. And uh, we became part of the community through friends. And this spot just seemed to, to need something. And uh, we found the history of the Delta store uh, that stood here for, uh, boy, it was... 50 some years from the 1920s until 1972 when it burned down it uh it was a local gathering spot with the delta store and uh it was kind of interesting that by bringing a diner here we've kind of replaced it with a with another i guess community gathering spot and it is a really really awesome spot it's beautiful um so what about the location weren't you afraid of starting a restaurant in the middle of nowhere um 
yeah, there were challenges, but uh, you know, one of the things they, they don't teach you in business school about location, 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 is if you're gonna start a business on a specific location because of the traffic that comes there, you have to uh, pattern that business to serve that specific traffic. If you want to do something unique and, and uh, have a vision for a business that maybe is outside of what the, the ordinary is, it's almost better to build the location. So this allowed us to, to uh, build traffic to Delta, uh, specifically for what it was that, that we could provide in terms of an experience that involves food, but a diner experience that people would travel to. So you use the the location to your advantage. Yeah, and it was uh, essentially a build it and see if they come type thing. And um, we were fortunate that people uh, enjoyed the experience. Uh, you know, we're not for everybody, but for those people that, that do enjoy the experience that we try and do in a, in a very positive way, um, they can be very passionate about it. And that's the kind of customer that we really enjoy. So speaking of the experience, how would you describe the menu? And can you give us some examples of some of the more popular items? Yeah, it, uh, we are a restored diner. So the, the goal was to um, have it be very diner genre. So everything on the menu, we'd have to explain how it fits into a typical 50-seat uh, uh, neighborhood diner uh, type of uh, framework. But we wanted to take each of those items and then ramp it up a bit. So uh, we're asking people to travel a distance to come and enjoy spending time at the diner. So we need to make sure that we're offering things that aren't available 20 minutes away when they're traveling two hours to come see us. So our Pedro's Mex Benny, for instance, uh, rather than a typical Hollandaise Eggs Benedict, we do a chili corn bake that's uh, very moist and dense to stand up to the sauce. We use a local chorizo sausage from 6th Street Market, uh, ground into a chipotle sauce that, that becomes our sauce. And then we, uh, we make sure we're cooking perfect over easy eggs that, that goes under the sauce on top of the chili corn bake. And it creates uh, a whole different take on, on Eggs Benedict, but it is Eggs Benedict. Technically, yes. Yes. And yes. it is amazing, I have to say. I've had that. What about a couple of, of your other popular items? Um, well, uh, there's a rule for it to be on the menu. We have to be able to explain why it's either different, why it's uh, better, why it's going to take people uh, to a place maybe that they wouldn't typically go with food. Uh, but do it in such a way that, so if it's spicy, it's not going to be blow you away so spicy. It's going to introduce people to the flavors of spice, not necessarily the heat of spice. So uh, we do uh, Norwegian pancakes help build the Delta Diner. Uh, it's a very unique pancake in that it's thin, still fluffy, but it's thin, it's flavorful, somewhat sweet. Same ingredients as any other pancake, just formulated proportion-wise where it creates this, this Scandinavian-style pancake but we offer them with jalapenos in it, and it's called a hot cake. And it's, so it's a pickled jalapeno, and when it hits the grill, we uh, sprinkle jalapenos on it. When you flip, they, they actually caramelize a little bit on the grill. And then we uh, sprinkle it with powdered sugar and, and squeezed lemon. And so you're getting that spice. It's not hot, hot, but it does have a little bit of heat, but it's more about the flavor of the sweetness and all those things coming together with the citrus creates this experience with a pancake that you've probably never had before. Nice. We also do uh, our, our French toast as a stuffed French toast. So again, it's a partnership with Ashland Baking Company. Uh, they make a wonderful white, which is a pan loaf French baguette dough white bread. Cut it thick, we fillet it, and then we make in-house uh, a mascarpone cheese with wild blueberries that gets stuffed into the into the bread. 
batter it, cook it like French toast, but it has this wonderful creamy, uh, you know, fruity center. So French toast is French toast, but it's not really French toast. It's it's almost like a little bit of dessert for breakfast. Okay, but, my mouth is watering. Yeah. <laughs> so th- those are the kind of things we're doing line item by line item. Um, so Guy Fieri, host of Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives, brought his show to the Delta Diner and raved about it. What was that experience like? Oh, it was very cool. I mean, the, the real fun part about that story is that, I mean, being on the show was, was fantastic. Uh, but he was actually here the year before as a customer. And uh, he's buddies with uh, Jimmy John, and Jimmy John brought him here. Jimmy John's family has, has a property near here. And uh, so we got to uh, hang out with Guy here as a customer, which uh, he had a son with him, and they sat at the counter and tried a bunch of different stuff. And, and that experience was really cool. The show itself was great. I think uh, shot 18 hours of film for a 15-minute segment. So right. uh, they know what they're doing. Uh, it, was a, it was really cool to watch. Um, but the experience overall was really good. What was his favorite menu item? Um, he loved the pancakes, the hotcakes with the jalapenos. Really enjoyed the red beans. Uh, the red-eye gravy was something that, that he didn't envision uh, because of the ingredients. Um, overall, I think, I think the, the menu overall was something that, uh, that he was pleased with. Can you tell us a little bit about the diner's clientele? It's very diverse. You know, I, I refer to it as uh, people who come to the diner uh, have the e-gene or the enthusiast gene. Our customer base and our dedicated customer base, they all have a common thread in that they're able to be passionate about something. And it may be cross-country skiing, maybe ATVing, and maybe motorcycling, cars. Uh, it can be bird watching, doesn't matter. When they walk through, they bring that passion to the diner. And, and that's why the, we feel there's always a great vibe here because uh, the customers that come in are very positive. They're very experiential. They, they love the destination aspect of coming here, the and but they pursue that kind of approach to the rest of their life too so you know the the philosophy was when we built it here if we can draw those people and put them all in a room together good things will happen because of that vibe and that's critical to to what we do here awesome tell us a little bit about your business model um well it's uh we're bootstrappers we have been from the beginning so when you're building a business you you know, you take unique approaches to how you do it. Uh, our financial model is my wife Nina and I uh, were sole proprietors. Uh, we had a couple of family members and friends that wanted to be involved early on, so we formed an LLC. We needed to expand because uh, in 2010, we realized that we were jumping around on one leg with one arm tied behind our back, trying to serve customers in a volume that we, we didn't have the facilities to do, uh, which is a good thing. We expanded our LLC. We actually have 32 LLC members. So essentially the diner, uh, a significant part of the diner is, is actually owned by the local community and our customers, which allows us to uh, make decisions not based on every dollar going into the till on every day. It's based on what we want to be and what our vision is for a, a 5, 10, 15 year period. And we don't have to make decisions simply because there's a, there's a, a payment that's due. Uh, it's an equity situation that allows us to, to make decisions based on the long term. And that's what allows the diner to be what it is. Uh, we made decisions in terms of our staffing. We feel $15 an hour should be a, a base wage. We eliminated tipping because we feel that it's inherent in equities uh, with regard to how you approach your staff. 
not only is uh, not um, a good model to follow, but it also puts us at an unfair advantage in terms of competing for uh, staffing with other industries. So we're, we try and do things that uh, uh, are good from a business standpoint, long term, but also uh, from a social standpoint, fall in line with, with uh, who we think we are. And that um, model has allowed you to expand to address those challenges too with like the pancake porch and now your new building next door. Yeah, it, um, you know, we, we're 48 seats and we're 48 seats for a reason. By definition, a true neighborhood diner is 50 seats or less. The diner is what it is because it is what it is. So for us to be able to offer more opportunities because we do have, you know, uh, sometimes hour and a half, hour, 45 minute waits for a booth in the summertime uh, or actually uh, June, July, August and even September, October. So, you know, yes, we need to capture that revenue, but we also need to, to offer an experience to people who are traveling a long distance and pulling in the parking lot. So we, uh, we have the uh, partnership with uh, Purple Door Ice Cream out of Milwaukee. Uh, we think it's the best ice cream in Wisconsin, and they ship it up here uh, seven and a half hours so that we can serve it to customers. That's over on one side of the diner along with coffee. We expanded, bought property uh, to the, would be the uh, southeast of the diner um, so that we could expand a new venue called the uh, Tin Tap House and the Chicken Shack. We call it the Tap Shack, which offers a, a craft beer experience through a brand partnership with Earthrider Beer and also uh, an island vibe outdoor Jamaican experience in terms of authentic Jamaican jerk chicken. Uh, we're adding pork to the menu, uh, rice and peas, kalaloo, festival bread, totally different experience but an experience that's worth traveling for much like the diner is so the goal being a diverse uh, array of opportunities for people to have a food experience that that hopefully is exceptional uh, here on this property I didn't realize you were that close to the White River and uh, it's really cool that people who are out at the the tin is it the tin tap, tin tap house tin yeah. tap house um, can enjoy you know the babbling river yeah, while they're yeah, outdoors over there I think probably 95% of our customer base do not realize that it's back there so to be able to pull that aspect in uh, to the the experience has been good and and it makes sense because you know Bayfield County has all these wonderful outdoor uh, opportunities whether it be the South Shore with Lake Superior uh, the forests, obviously, and Delta is called Delta because it's where the, the east, the west, the south forks of the White River, uh, which is one of the most beautiful river resources in the state of Wisconsin, happens to be right here. So for that to be a part of this all really uh, makes sense. Right. Awesome. So what's next for the Delta Diner, and is there anything coming up that people should know about? Um, well, we're, you know, year one on the, the Tap Shack. Uh, we'll be open there through uh, the 13th of October. So there are a couple of weekends in October where, where people will be able to, to take advantage of that. Uh, that venue will become uh, something that's open uh, 100 or so days a year starting next year. Uh, it'll also be a great opportunity for us to be able to develop some events uh, to bring people to the local area and provide some, uh, some good experiences. You know, the diner itself, uh, we continue to develop hopefully new menu items uh, and new experiences from a food standpoint and, uh, and continue to serve ice cream and have a chance to meet some really wonderful, experiential, fun, passionate people. So tell us again where you're located and how people can learn more about the Delta Diner experience. Uh, we're located in Delta, Wisconsin, uh, which is 45 minutes north of uh, Hayward. 
and uh, 12 miles uh, uh, southeast of Iron River. And uh, we're active on uh, social media, but our website is DeltaDiner.com. Um, and you can find us on Facebook. You can also find us on uh, Twitter and uh, Instagram. And, uh, you know, there's a good, uh, good background and history on the diner itself on our website. So I'd recommend starting there and then uh, come and visit us. Awesome. Thank you so much for talking with me today. Thank you, Mayor. So next up. Nancy and I are back at the Bayfield County Wild Studios to talk about more fall fun and some activities you won't want to miss, so don't go away. Superior Body Massage and Spa is located in downtown Bayfield. Established in 2006, they have become a favorite relaxation destination for locals and visitors alike and make the perfect addition to any trip to Bayfield. With over 2,000 square feet of beautifully designed spa space, they are easily able to accommodate couples and groups. Services include therapeutic and relaxation massage therapy, facials, spa treatments, waxing, manicures and pedicures, a private infrared sauna, and now vibrational sound therapy. You can view their entire service menu as well as purchase gift certificates and schedule appointments at superiorbodymassage.com. Welcome back to Bayfield County Wild. Wow, Mary, what a cool place. I'm sure you've been there many times. What's your favorite thing about the Delta Diner? Well, besides the food, which is awesome. Yeah. So my favorite food there are the milkshakes and the PBLT, which is the Perch BLT. Oh, interesting. That does sound like that would be good. It's really good. It has like a little spicy sauce on it. When I saw PBLT, I was thinking peanut butter and... Lettuce Bacon, and tomato. Lettuce and tomato. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I don't know if that would taste good. But my, my other favorite thing about the diner is they have these awesome little sayings kind of hanging up throughout the diner and just like all sorts of little visual things that you have to take the time to notice, you know, so you have to really look around and find some of these fun little signs that they have around. Can you uh, give me an example? <laughs> the one that comes to mind, I don't, I don't know if I can say on the recording. <laughs> it, oh. ha it has like a pleasure meter and it has beer on there. It has something else on there that I won't mention. And then it has the Delta Diner and it, you know, shows you where the, the pleasure meter rates on those things. Oh, <laughs> and the Delta Diner gives you the most pleasure out of anything, according well, to Well, of the... course it does. Of course it does. <laughs> Well, it sounds like they have a real good sense of humor there. They do. They do. It's fun. It's a fun, fun place. All right. So what else is going on in Bayfield County this month? So October brings some events as usual. Not quite as many as, you know, during the summer months, but still lots of fun going on. October kicks off with Apple Festival, the first full weekend of October. And that is I would say our signature event. Yeah, it's a great time. I know we've talked about it before. We have a few big, big events, and that is one of them. And that brings just tens of thousands of people to this tiny little city of Bayfield and the surrounding hills where Orchard Country is. But it's really focused on the downtown. The whole downtown is dedicated to Apple Festival, and it goes around this like eight block rectangle in, in downtown. So all the streets are closed so that all the vendors are out there and the music stage is set out. And it's really, really a fun, fun festival, obviously devoted to everything Apple. So that kicks off the month. Yeah, I was going to say, I bet, do they try to do the most unusual things with apples? A lot of the vendors try to come up with, yeah, new things to do with apples, apple-flavored brats and, you know. 
but you just never know what they're going to come up with next. The desserts, of course, they get really creative with. Oh, of course. Well, <laughs> apple tastes good with just about anything. Right, right. And then after Apple Fest, that following weekend is the annual Namakagan Cancer Walk, and that's at Lakewoods Resort. And actually, the walk goes from Lakewoods to another business in the area, the Pioneer Bar. And so you can either do the half walk and end at the Pioneer Bar, or you can do the full walk and then loop back to Lakewoods again. And um, there's fun things happening, you know, before and afterwards and refreshments. And it's a beautiful, beautiful place to, to take a walk. And then, of course, the corn mazes are happening every weekend in October, which we talked about a little bit. And uh, there's another event happening that following weekend, October 18th and 19th, the Fun in the Forest ATV ride, which is a benefit for Christmas presents for Toys for Tots. Oh, nice. Yeah. And, and Bayfield County has the best trails for people to enjoy. We do. We have amazing trails throughout the, the county. And, you know, so many of them are through, through the National Forest. So it's a great time of the year to be out on the trails. And then the last weekend of October is Fall Brew Weekend at the Old Rittenhouse Inn. So you can either come for the whole weekend and stay at the Rittenhouse and do all of the events that go along with the Fall Brew Weekend where they feature all sorts of different beer as you're having a five-course dinner there on Saturday. Or you can come just for different parts of the event, you know, and just like pay for that part of it and do whatever it is that you're doing for just that one part. So is there anything else we should know about this month? You know, for all of the details of the other events that are happening, it's always a good idea to just go to our Facebook page and or our website at TravelBayfieldCounty.com. Okay. So what will we be talking about next month? So sticking with the food theme, we're actually going to talk about restaurants and some of the other really cool restaurants in Bayfield County. And then we're going to have an interview with Mark Phillips from the Rittenhouse Inn about their wassail holiday lunches and dinners that they do. Oh, they are so good. I tell you, this is the time of year to really enjoy food. It is, you know, so (laughs) what the heck, let's keep talking about food. Exactly. All right. Thanks, Mary. And to everyone listening, if you'd like what you've heard today, please take a moment to share, review, and subscribe to Bayfield County Wild. If there's anything you'd like to know about today's episode, we'll have the links and resources available in our show notes. On behalf of Mary and myself, thank you for listening to Bayfield County Wild. Bye-bye.